everyone, and welcome back to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your definitely lesbian aquarium manager girl, Renu. <laughs> and I'm your maid dragon, Soup. <laughs> this week, AD stands for Absolute Territory because we'll be sampling the summer 2021 season. Yeah. Woo. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so we have uh, we've decided to uh, take a different approach to our sampler episodes because it uh, it mm-hmm. was becoming kind of redundant having uh, sampler and wrap ups as full episodes because mm-hmm. like yep. I feel like we've started to cover a lot of the same topics. I I, I think yes. we're honestly I think we're kind of getting to the point where we can pretty much tell what's what's happening in a show like fairly early on. Um, yeah, it's pretty rare. I mean, it happens sometimes when it's, um, it's, a show deviates. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty rare, but like you know, obviously, sometimes you just get Wonder Egg priority. You know. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we've decided to make these sampler episodes into uh, shorter, faster, uh, more cursory uh, explorations. Um, you know, like a like a sampler, like a proper so, sampler, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that that's what we'll be doing. Um, and uh, it'll come out as a as a point five episode. Um, I guess I guess like kind of a bonus episode. Um, but yeah, that's just a, a small explanation for the uh little change in format we're going through. Why don't we Why don't we get right into it? Yeah, so we'll be skipping our usual catching up with each other segment for these episodes to keep things a little snappier. Yeah. Um, Editing yeah. takes a long time. <laughs> uh, so up first, we have the much-anticipated Kobayashi's Maid Dragon Season 2. Um, Ooh, I've, yeah, I've been baby. looking forward to this for, I mean, since the Season 1 ended, even, even knowing the introduction of the character that I really just <laughs> question a you lot. Just, you just cannot stand <laughs> to look at. You cannot stand to look at this tiny child with the biggest booba you ever laid your eyes upon. You can, you cannot stand to look upon the child who is like eighty percent booba by body mass, like child sized anatomy aside from the ginormous bobs that are bigger than anyone else's so far in this show, and she also wears like a little like bikini bottom. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, animation quality is um, top tier, as you would expect from KyoAni. I'm really glad to see them back at it uh, with uh, Kobayashi's Maid, Dra- uh, Maid Dragon. And um story is a solid. And yeah, I think it's looking to be like a really good season thus far. We watched one episode. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Uh, it this is probably I think this is one of the the first like uh, things that that Keone has really done since uh, since the like obviously we mentioned it last time since the tragedy, uh, and my God, it's 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 still really good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the animation is is just absolutely stunning. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple of like weird pacing things I think at the beginning, like it's very fast right at the beginning, and I think mm-hmm. it kind of comes more into its own in the second half of the episode. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. everything about it is so lively. It's so, you know, uh, exciting to look at. Um, yeah. There's a very real sense of, like, weight and realism to the animation where there, like, yes. needs to be, uh, like, a great attention to detail. And obviously, because of the way QNE makes anime, right, the fact that they um, tend to make all of the stuff and then release it, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
is one more sustainable for like the the workforce and uh two makes for better looking anime right mm-hmm. so this is kind of like the proof of that concept you know it and it's still going really strong obviously so it's funny because um Maid Dragon is one of three properties uh by uh by a mangaka that is getting adapted this season. Oh, um, that's right. Other, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other two are uh, the Ida Ten Deities Only No uh, Only Peace and Peach Boy Riverside, both of the other ones of which are uh, also by the person who originally uh, wrote Maid Dragon. Um, uh, cool Kyo Sinja um, is, is their name. And uh, wow, that's honestly, that's kind of impressive. Like, obviously, we were not sold mm-hmm. on Peach Boy Riverside. Um, and we have some thoughts about E to 10, which mm-hmm. we'll bring up later. Um, but yeah, that, that's honestly really impressive. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen three of someone's properties be, uh, be adapted at the, at the same time in, in one season of anime. Um, also it's really weird. Cause like an, an aside about Peach Boy Riverside, right. Uh, Cause we're not going to be covering it. We didn't watch it. Uh, the art style looks so different than than Maid Dragon and and Ida Ten. They like Maid Dragon and Ida Ten, um, especially if you read the original Maid Dragon manga, uh, look like you know uh, Cool Kyoshin just like signature kind of style, which is like very like um, in 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 sort of a a certain sense of putting it, it's very like uh, lowly esque, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like more chibi, kind of like the Lucky Star, like kind of feel um i guess uh-huh. um but yeah uh may dragon season two is is looking to be really good and um i think what is always really impressive to me is uh kyoani's adaptation of it right kyoani really took mm-hmm. uh the original may dragon and kind of turned it into something that was palatable for people who aren't like into more of the very specific things that uh that uh, cool kyoshinja is like into uh-huh. um, they've obviously done a lot of work to um i guess sand off the edges right uh-huh. uh, uh and and turn it into something like very polished and presentable for uh, a wider audience um and i think like people like maid dragon like mainly primarily because of how good the anime is i would mm-hmm. say Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I feel like it's not so often that 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 is necessarily the case. Like, obviously, anime draws people towards the uh, original source material. Right. Um, right. But not always is it necessarily that they take the manga and turn it into something like almost entirely new, which is what Made Dragon feels like, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's still good. It's still cute. Um, and I highly recommend giving it a watch for sure. Um, Yay. even if you can't stand the look of of booby Lola, uh, Lola booby boobas. <laughs> Sorry, in I, advance. I, I completely under I completely understand though. It it, it yes. is very upsetting to it look. It is at. extremely upsetting, and she is very present <laughs> in the first episode yeah. at least. Yeah. So. Well, the thing is that she shows up like right where the last season ends uh, in the manga, but uh, they came up with the uh, anime only ending um, because they did obviously they didn't know if they were going to get a second season, mm-hmm. um, amongst other things. But yeah, shall we yeah. move on to the detective is already dead? Let's go. Okay, so um, <laughs> if if. If you have watched our trailer watch, uh, mm-hmm. which you can do if you are a, pa- a patron, um, this 
anime was very promising because it uh they showed us a very like impressive trailer. The animation looked very good. Yeah, it shows a, a girl like whipping out a rifle on a plane, and then she goes after this person, and we're like, "Ooh, right. what's happening in this supposed mystery show?" Yeah, like we were like, "What?" The detective, but she has a gun. Is she fighting a monster? Yeah, and then the title is that the detective is already dead, and so get you get that premise. <laughs> Everything about the premise is like very cool, right? Yeah. Just kind of conceptually, um, yes. Because it's like, oh, these like these two people meet by chance, and then they go on a bunch of adventures, and then one of them dies, and he goes back to school, right? Um, so. There is one big problem with with the way that they have, at, at the very least, with the way they have executed it, which is um, one, it was a double feature, so we we sat there for like f- like fifty minutes wondering, like uh, like we got like twenty minutes through and we we're like, is it over? Wait, it's only halfway over. How is that physically? Po- oh, it's a double header. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh-huh. and I think you'll agree with me here. The the next problem is that it was just very boring. It was so. I I don't even know how to properly put it into words, like how dull watching this show became. And I don't want to be like, I don't want to sound like super dramatic or overly harsh, but it was, it felt like it was so devoid of content in terms of like any kind of charm or appeal because the characters just seem so flat. Like they're just like, it's, it's the, it's, (laughs) Like they're yeah. just saying their lines versus actually acting them out, um, and that's not to discredit the voice actors, but that's the characters themselves feel very cardboard like. One hundred, one hundred percent. If I had to to give this show like one word, it would be generic. It's like so boring. <laughs> it so the way that it plays out is you start off with a mystery on the plane, the the quote unquote mystery. And it turns out that it involves some kind of, like, fantastical stuff where this dude, like, transforms into some kind of, like, monster demon thing or whatever. She defeats it with her gun. Um, This ordinary boy, TM, gets (laughs) roped into it. And uh, slowly but surely, they start feeling an attraction towards each other. They go through some high school hijinks and a school festival Throughout the time, they're, like, railing it into your face how these two are, like, slowly but surely becoming more and more attracted to each other. Right. And then um, they hit you with the, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, this show is about this character dying or and, and this high school boy moving on. And then... <laughs> yeah. This this show reminds me, first and foremost, that um, amount of time spent on character, like presence like screen time does not necessarily equate buy-in or attachment um oh god i (laughs) felt so little watching this show i like and i like i i don't i don't like to be so harsh and so critical and so mean right but it legitimately did feel like um when people are just starting to like write their own content um, and they don't have an idea of what to do to make things interesting, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're when you're starting, right, you kind of conceptually have an idea of how um 
you want things to be but you don't know how to give it personality and you don't know how to give it um uh like anything interest like anything at all right yeah yeah the characters are very very flat um they like don't really do a lot they spend a lot of time talking to each other yes but not a lot of stuff is actually being said they just like kind yes of, like a lot of the conversations are just very circular they just go round and round and round and nothing is happening like yeah you're completely right where we watched for like 48 minutes and the amount of actual like content that was in there was very little right and that's not good when your show is not a slice of life show, right? The show uh. is about building your attachment to these characters, theoretically, so that, you know, when they hit you with the boom, she's already dead, you actually get invested in it. Yes. But it falls so flat. Yeah. And, like, aside from that one scene you see in the trailer that is, like, really cool and really well animated, um, <laughs> a lot of the rest of it is just very, like, boring still shots. Like, not a lot actually happens even visually it's yeah. it's a very boring show and it's, that it's such a shame kinda, it w- yeah <laughs> it wastes so much of the time that it had um with this double header that we felt like it could have whatever the whatever content they did show could have been condensed into first of all one episode and second of all i felt a lot more investment and i brought this up while we were watching to bunny girl senpai which did it in one episode in terms of building up your investment and establishing the romantic attraction between the characters, right? So much more effectively, than yeah, yeah. This show. Well, well, the um. difference is that like Bunny Girl Senpai had like interesting characters, right? Like, <laughs> characters that actually have like more than one trait ascribed to them. Like the the thing is also it was a double header for no reason. Because there's a very there was a very clear like um distinction between um the first and the second half. Like mm. like it was an episode break, but they just decided to kind of slap it together as a doubleheader for no reason. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like because there um there's another show that that did a doubleheader um that I don't quite remember, but the one that always comes to mind when I think about doubleheader openers is um Rakugo. So Rakugo oh. starts with a doubleheader because mm-hmm. it's really setting up and they like really like drill into the like Rakugo kind of like, you know, um premise of it. And it works really well because like a Rakugo performance is one very, like, straight shot, like, all-in-one mm-hmm. performance. And mm-hmm. as a result, like, that whole thing, like, actually works. It works as one yeah. solid piece of, of media. Whereas this just feels like two anime episodes glued together with the ending chopped off. Yeah, it it's very strange. I, and I think the reason that they did it is because they didn't feel like they could get to the the title drop, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, in one yeah. episode, but they definitely could have. Um, yeah, and I don't know. For sure. They, I guess it's is it because it's adapted from like a light novel? Question mark or supposedly? I don't know. Maybe that's why they didn't. Maybe they didn't quite know how to adapt it and like trim the fat. I guess. Um. Yes, it is based off of a light novel series. Yeah. So that that must be that must be uh what it is. Um. I. Because the thing is, they showed us, like, essentially two cases, right? The one where they meet and then another one kind of later on down the line. And all the, all the while, they're, like, 
trying to, and it's, okay, this is, like, terrible, right? But it's, like, it's so awkward watching it happen where it's, like, I, it's been a while since I've seen such a forced romance where, like, oh, yeah. they have oh, yeah. all, of the, all of the flags <laughs> going up. They're, like, oh, ooh, we're dressed as a bride and a groom. Oh, oh, my. How, oh, my how, how God. That, right? You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, like. But it's clear that the characters have no attraction to each other whatsoever. <laughs> like, there's no chemistry, but the plot is like, but what if? Huh? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Like, at least, okay, here's the thing. At least in the early 2000s, when all the sort of harem um, shows were going on, the, the very, like, slightest premise is just like, okay, like, he's a nice enough man. You know, he's he's a nice enough guy. He'll he'll do things for you because he he values you and cherishes you. Maybe he's maybe he's even a woman respecter, but that's pretty rare back <laughs> in the day. Um, and then you have you have a girl with with their hangups and whatever. Um, and that's like that's supposed to be the the kind of puzzle piece like fitting together, right? The lock and key. Mm-hmm. But this has like none of that. It's like watching like two locks like smack into each other over and over again. You're like, what's <laughs> happening here? It. So if you want like a mystery show that has at least actual mysteries in it and has like some chemistry between the leads, I would recommend Gosick versus this show. Um oh, Gosick God, isn't yeah. like yeah. the mm-hmm. best show. It's not the be- it it like has some weird drama in it, but like sure, sure. the the characters at least have a little more charm and personality and there's dynamics yeah, in yeah. their relationship versus it- this which felt so <laughs> There's okay. <laughs> also, like, I mean, not not to just like beat the shit out of this show when it's yeah. already down, right? Um, yeah. But I mean, we're not we're not gonna be watching more of this, so I feel more at liberty to talk about it, right? Yeah. Um. It is very clear that the writers do not know how to write a smart character, mm. because it's very much. It feels a lot like um uh like Sherlock like BBC Sherlock Sherlock Holmes where he just kind of says things and like you don't know any of that it doesn't fucking matter right it's not even a mystery show really it's it's right? it, so what this show fails to do um or, or at least fails to highlight properly is the deductive skills of you know a, a detective sure. well, and um in her case it's it's she just kind of like sets up these scenarios where she already knew the answer and she's just right, kind of yeah. like guiding the bumbling male lead through it so she knew the whole time that the case that he had in his hand had her gun and so she just set up the scenario where he would be able to present it to her and she would be able to use it to defeat the the bad guy or whatever mm-hmm. but there's not really it doesn't feel like there's any kind of mystery being solved. You don't have that aha moment as a viewer. You just are watching sure, this thing play sure. out. I don't remember if we talked about this during the Sherlock Holmes episode um, of our podcast, but uh, I know that the uh, the H Bomber guy video that uh, we we brought up on that uh, episode about BBC Sherlock does go into this about like what makes a mystery satisfying yes. to solve for a viewer. Yes, right, and mm-hmm. like. Like, this show wears mystery as an aesthetic. It does not actually engage with mystery as a genre. Correct. Mm -hmm. And as a result, everything about it subsequently kind of feels very shallow, um, especially the writing of of the main two characters. Um, Because, like, in the first place, like, you know, like, he's supposed to be a Watson character. He's supposed to be kind of a nothing character um, in in the sense of, like, Watson was always kind of a nothing character, really, right? Um, 
but also like Sherlock Holmes, that figure is supposed to be your main character then, and you can't have that character be nothing either. And it it feels so much like that when you have a character that is just like um, omnipotent, basically. Like, oh, I I knew about this before. Like, it's that it's right. that, like, terrible anime trope of like two people who are smart trying to outsmart each other, but like the writers don't know how to write it. So it's just like ah, all along I could sense the the wind currents in <laughs> in the room. I knew you were there the whole time, right? So yeah, it's like, no, I just, definitely. Uh, it's nothing it's about it feels good. Yeah, it. I think in this case. Um, usually the balance is like if you have very two very plain characters, they're plain because you want the emphasis to be on something else, right? You want it to be like on the mystery, for example. Like I would say the original um Sherlock Holmes stories were a lot like that where they started off being right. wholly emphasizing the mystery and you kinda like very gradually learned about the characters involved, like Watson yeah, and Sherlock. Yeah. Um but then in this case, they have such a huge emphasis on the romance and the dynamic between the characters um, and the mysteries in the background, which, again, that's fine. But you that means that you have to be able to execute the relationship really well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I think there are ways to do it in much less time. Yes. Right. Obviously, yes. like we, t- we brought up Bunny Girl Senpai. Bunny Girl Senpai does like a great job of this. Um, yes. They're. Like it is kind of a mystery show, um, in the sense of uh, like a like a kind of magical realize, uh, realism mm-hmm, kind of mystery, mm-hmm. um, and there's two main characters who like blossom into a relationship like very quickly, and it works a lot better because those characters are written in a way where they have like personalities, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't just feel like the plot is forcing them to be romance. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, yes, um, and it. it yeah, I, I don't know. This the show is just like very unfortunate. Uh, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, it feels like a show that could have been better, yeah. right? But it also feels like a a first attempt at something. And obviously, like, we should you know, applaud that, right? Um, it's a fairly <laughs> new studio from from what we can yes. tell. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and that one scene in the sort of like first half of the episode was was pretty baller it was like, good mm-hmm. honestly if they made more of that and less of all of this like characters talking to each other with nothing happening like i would be <laughs> more willing to watch more of it but yeah they didn't decide to like i don't think they could choose what to they didn't make a choice about what to make this show Hmm. yeah so you know yeah um, and I don't know, I, obviously, like, you know, we're, we're talking about the anime, like, we don't know what the source material is like, but, like, I just, you know, this is what's in front of us, so yes. this is what we're going to make a judgment about. Um, this show, like, I I have to say, give it a pass. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend it unless you want that really slow burn generic romance, question mark, romantic tragedy, question mark. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's talk about Vanitas No Cart. Um, this has an English name, but I don't remember it. Um, it's about pretty boy vampires <laughs> who are definite. Well, okay, uh, one of them is a vampire. One of them is as a human being. Um, and it is by the uh the original property is by the person who did Pandora Hearts. So um, if you're hankering for like the the sort of like uh mid to late two thousands, um, <laughs> I got you. I got you covered. <laughs> Yes, this was highly anticipated because it is by the uh, same author for Pandora Hearts, and it's by Studio Bones. Um, yeah, it and, looks good. Uh, it looks good. Yes, um, I'm. I think I'm interested in watching more because I don't really know what's going on. I just know that this show will probably hurt me because I, that's what 
this, this author does. <laughs> I was gonna say one hundred percent. I I I uh same position here. Um, it is a show that uh has a very interesting premise, but is also very like. <laughs> Like okay, this is the, I kind of miss like anime and manga from this time period where like the setup <laughs> is like so fucking bonkers. It's <laughs> yeah. like okay, imagine we're in Paris. All right, yes. cool. There's yes. vampires in Paris. Fucking yes. sick. Uh, by the way, it's steampunk Paris, and you're like, oh yeah. man, yeah. There's there's Let me steampunk airships. <laughs> like, and it comes out of uh, it almost comes out of nowhere where you're like. If you're not expecting it, you're like, wait, what is happening? It just kind of zooms out and you see that they're on a fancy airship and then my dude is excited to see if they're over Paris yet. <laughs> but like, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of I kind of adore that. I feel yeah. like shows <laughs> like media used to be like a little bit weirder when like everything was like edgy, um, <laughs> like a little bit edgy, a little bit emo. Um, obviously when, like, people in anime were primarily doing, like, raves and shit, right? Like, this is absolutely, <laughs> like, an, a relic from that era. And it's, like, <laughs> not, I know ev- not everybody grew up with anime in that, that era, right? But, like, to me, that's, that's, like, that is what anime and manga used to be. Yeah, right? I don't it hate it like, because it's entertaining. <laughs> right, it was, like, it was, like, being on, like, deviant art and having your profile picture be the, like, the, like, uh, picture of that, like, uh goth uh anime girl who is like blonde and has like the the uh striped like stockings or whatever right the like the devil girl or whatever (laughs) (laughs) if you know you know that's that's all i'm gonna say um (laughs) but like it does kind of harken back to that time probably because it was written during that time um or because the author (laughs) is just very particular but i don't know when when this came out um but (laughs) 100%. 100%. I am on board to watch more of this. It's absolutely bonkers. It's so weird and like it has that like uh it has that like tw- like 2000s 2010s like kind of very queer baby vibe where like these <laughs> characters are definitely gay for each other they're but they're de- probably never going to move it past subtext. And like no. obviously that's not <laughs> ideal, but like also <sighs> you know, it's something a little nostalgic about it at this point. I got to say. It is. Um <laughs> Uh, it uh oh and so, i guess spoilers for like the end of the first episode but the first episode ends with one character being like i kill this other character by the end of- <laughs> yeah oh my god it's totally like the detective's already dead but way more interesting like right at the gate everything about it is way cooler you know what do you know what i miss i i really miss like um uh like earlier tite kubo stuff because it was always like this kind of like weird bonkers shit Right, and I think I think the the mangaka of Pandora Hearts is a woman, right? I, I yeah. feel like I I remember that being the case. Um, um yes. I can, I, I yes. cannot confirm nor deny. Yes, um, she is a woman. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but like I I've always felt like women mangaka from that era of specifically of manga um always had these like really wild out there like uh super elaborate like very often steampunk settings and i'm like i'm just so into it you know (laughs) that was absolutely my jam you know what i mean apparently uh the mongo first started in 2015 oh all right all right Mm -hmm. so like so like about there right i feel like yeah i feel like the world kind of like took a very different turn around like 2015 
<laughs> actually now that i really think about it i mean um, that's when that's apparently when she finished pandora hearts was earlier in 2015 right. so I, i've yeah, heard some things right about in. the end of pandora hearts <laughs> <laughs> all just, right i'll just say that this author creates interesting works that's all, yeah that's yeah, yeah for sure for sure all right <laughs> let's talk about uh remake our life which um <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my so oh, ah, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Um okay. So if you are in the same stage of life as we are <laughs> <laughs> maybe um maybe give this anime a pass. <laughs> I I don't care what stage of life you are past this fucking anime. <laughs> I mean, okay, so this one was like a double header, right? So we didn't actually give it a fair shake, I don't think. Oh, you're right. <laughs> but, I forgot this one yeah. was a double header. Because we, we got, didn't watch the second half. We got through the first half because we couldn't take it anymore. We couldn't watch the second half. <laughs> um. Okay, how to summarize this. So... It starts off with this guy who went into the video game industry out of passion, right? Uh, and he got let down by the industry, lost his job, ended up getting pulled back into it by f- fortunate circumstances. He happens to run into this uh, person who was in charge of a development team. She asked for his help. Uh, he volunteered his skills. They start working together. Things are going great. He gets let down by the industry again when the team gets dissolved. And uh, he thinks back to when he was in school and he had the opportunity to go to art school instead of taking the, sh- the safe choice and going to like a general college. And um, he uh, thinks about what would have happened if he had went to art school and pursued his passion instead, how he would have been able to work with this uh, group called the Platinum Generation, where they're like this elite group of artists uh, n- known to him nowadays as like extremely popular, successful creatives. And uh, then he gets isekai'd back to when he was at that pivotal moment in his life making this decision, and he gets to go to art school. Yep. <laughs> um, and- okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's, let's get into the breakdown, I guess. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the here's the thing about about this show. Um, you know how isekai is always like wish fulfillment, and obviously on a, lo- yes. a broader social level, um, it's uh, I've I've talked at length about how like isekai is about like the the sort of latent colonialism in uh, Japanese like colonialism and imperialism in Japanese society right like what does the fantasy look like for somebody who lives under the thumb of capitalism um this this takes that like wish fulfillment and like not in like a not in like a uh like a colonialism capitalism way but in a very like pure straight and simple like I dislike the direction my life has taken and yes. I wish to go somewhere else. <laughs> yes. Right? That pure escapism that drives people to like read uh Isekai and stuff, um, and like indulge in media and stuff. It's it, like that's the core driving sort of theme behind this work, but like in a way that I despise. It is the most off putting way you could use Isekai that I've 
seen I, so far. Um, I do not. I do not like it, Sam. I am. I, <laughs> so here's here's the thing, right? Is it, my my biggest problem with this is uh-huh. I don't understand why he has to go back in time for the this premise to work because right. On one hand, I understand and I sympathize with the, the the emotions behind it, right? Like, I think it's a very relatable feeling nowadays to feel like you are alienated and lost and like you could have done something better. Like, hell, yes. I sometimes think – and, like, I don't generally live my life with, with regrets, right? Um, I yeah. do my very, very best not to. Yeah. Um, but even – like, I sympathize with that because, like, I had the choice of in college – deciding to like what kind of like English degree to like specialize in. I could just specialize in like literature or I could like go into the actual like creative writing department and like what would my life have have looked like if I had done that. And of course that intrigues me, but also like I don't need the show to do that for me um as as thoroughly as it does, right? If I wanted to watch a an escapist show about somebody going to a like uh like choosing a a riskier more creative career path that is more fulfilling on a on a kind of like spiritual level or whatever right there are shows and manga and series out there that can do that for me that don't need this this kind of like justification of like well he's downtrodden on his luck and stuff like i we spend 24 minutes with this guy in his like trying to turn his like shitty life around. And by the <laughs> way, the art style how is much like time we spend. <laughs> the, the art style is like terrible because like uh, and I, I say terrible. It's very generic, but like all of the anime characters are like okay. Oh, it's that's a very right. <laughs> It's a very generic art style. So all the characters look like they're teenagers. But the only way they can differentiate them is by putting them in different clothes and sometimes adding facial hair. They can't. They don't know how to draw different ages of anime characters. So so the main character looks no appreciably different at 17 than at like 27. And the only reason you know is because he's wearing, he has like, uh, like, a little bit of scruff at the bottom of his face and like his sister comes in at some point and there is no difference for her except for what clothes she's wearing (laughs) she looks the same she looks literally the same like she looks like a middle schooler when she's like a a, like a 20 year old adult in in a business suit and i like don't okay whatever rant rant about that aside like yeah that's that's a minor point in the uh the whole scheme of it in this right it's like it's uh, I, and I don't want to be mean, but it's so pathetic. It feels pathetic to me. And it feels pathetic because it's it's pure escapism, but in a way that's, like, so cowardly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it feels so bitter and cowardly. Right. It, it's, like, it's literally just, like, I'm, I'm going to make a manga about what it would have been like if I had done my life better and I had known all my things, right? Like, people... Like, this is a kind of wish that a lot of people have to, to restart their life and to be able to do it over again, knowing what they know then. But also, like, I don't think that's actually that interesting, to be honest. Like, no. I think what's interesting about Isekai is is it is starting over, but somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like, it's like reinventing your life in a different place, right? Um, I think... And, uh... 
I think there could be like a, a comparison and contrast between this and like Tokyo Revengers. Um, yeah. Where yeah. Tokyo Revengers does it in a way that feels compelling and you don't sure, feel sure. super bitter about it. Um, yeah, partially because yeah. like a part of the motivation for him was because uh, something happens to this girl that he he had liked back then and now she's not really now she's not there in the present time. Um, right. And so he wants to figure out like how he can prevent that from happening. And that's that's a very different motivation than this, which is yeah, purely well, selfish question. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's like, <laughs> it, is, well, it, it is purely selfish, but also there's like a level of it where it's like. It's so it okay because they spend so much time on the the like period of his life um, mm-hmm. that sucks and is like uh, he's like you know twenty seven he just got laid off from his like big project he's like tried to be in the games industry for like you know uh, nine years or whatever ever since he's like graduated or what whatever right yeah like, the problem I have is it is like explicitly just like and. <sighs> And I don't want to be too mean about this, obviously, because, like, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. I understand wanting to run away and to escape to, to a, a better fictional story, to experience that kind of catharsis where you would otherwise not be able to. But it feels so disingenuous when you have a, a show where this guy ha- and his life sucks, he's, he's always doing his best, and you spend a considerable amount of time in that period of his life, and then he gets sent back, right? Like, yeah. It, it sucks because you're like... Then what was the point of all of that except to show right. him suffering right. to make maybe make you feel like he deserves this? And like, no, he doesn't because <laughs> like if he does any number of people do. But like, OK, that's not a, that's not a, that's not the correct way to put it. That's not how I wanted to put it. It's just like it feels like um, it's narratively undeserved because it's the setup. And yeah. It it's it's just weird to me where you have a show about somebody who regrets his life, and then the solution to him regretting his life is to just go over and have a and just do it better, right? To yes, have yes, a, yes, correct. To yes. have a redo chance where he yeah. can go to college and meet up with the platinum generation and essentially insert himself into like something he knows is going to be successful it's like it, you know what it's like it's like in back to the future where like biff gets the like uh the the sports bet like records and he uses that to become like donald trump he, he uses that to become <laughs> like a mega powerful billionaire right? <laughs> yeah it's like it's such a like it's a it's not a good motive actually like obviously no people deserve good things but like Generally- i would rather yeah, no go on yeah Sorry, I, I was just going to say that generally with these kinds of isekai where they get sent back to a previous point in their life, the, the motivation is um, like revenge, for example. If they got wronged by someone and they died for sure. it, they want revenge on that person. And that and it becomes a revenge story. Or it's because they royally screwed up. They did a lot of terrible things to the people in their lives. Mm-hmm, they go mm-hmm. back to like be a better person and, and have like you know, a cascade effect on on what happened in the story. In this case, he just... I, I'm having a hard time describing just how disgusting you feel by the yeah. midpoint of this doubleheader, right. having watched mm-hmm. this. I have no problem with escapism, right? I think, especially thematically, I think escapism has... Um, um, and, like, philosophically, theoretically, I think it has a lot of very interesting avenues to explore. Um, but... Also, I don't want 
a show that is like, um, I'm a 27-year-old, like, deadbeat. My life sucks. Oh, I get a redo. Um, and uh, the only thing I'm going to do is make my own life better. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and, and, and like, I would rather the, 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 the theme and the motive be to be able to move forward. Okay. Okay. That's what go I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. So for me, the much more compelling show, given the setup, given the 24 minutes or however long we had setting up this guy's circumstances is that he somehow manages to pick his life back together and move forward. Maybe he like sure. decides to work with someone else, like make a really small team. They make a little studio. They generate, they, they start expanding. You know, it's about like him working creatively moving forward. And then maybe by the end, the goal is like for him to attract the attention of the, of one of the platinum generation or he manages to catch their attention. And that's, you know, something like that. That would have been much more fulfilling and compelling. Maybe we're bitter at adults. I don't know. And this just isn't for us, but <laughs> I can't stand having watched this. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Um, and I, I agree because I think it's okay. Obviously, like, take, take my words with a grain of salt. This is just my opinion, but I think <laughs> it is, it is a little despicable. Um, and I feel very similarly about the way that um, America and American media treats high school and college as like the best time of your life or whatever, right? I think that <laughs> sucks. I think that, I, I hate that. I fucking hate that so much. Right? Um, I I openly despise the fact that this show is is just like because like on one hand I agree. I think it is important that you pursue the things that you think will will bring you happiness. It is your life. It is no one else's, right? Mm -hmm. And on that level, right, the show and I kind of agree. I, I just think it's despicable for the show to say the only way you could possibly have fixed your life is if you had made better decisions earlier. Yes, right? yes, yep. yes, yes. And, <laughs> and the thing is, the and like my biggest problem is that shows like this – and have a premise like this do exist that do it better, right? Like, mm. real life takes this concept and does it yeah. so much better. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Because it is about the importance of, like, making connections with other people, right? Yep. And, mm -hmm. and what that means, right? And, like, um, I think that's much more compelling than this, which while it probably will follow kind of very similar or the same beats, does so in a way that feels off because the premise itself is telling you something very like kind I, like i i think is kind of wrong right yes like yeah it's it's like where where people tell you like oh the decisions you make at 18 will impact you for the rest of your life to some extent sure that that's true but like i also don't think that that should be like the takeaway of that should be like this is the most important time of your life i don't think that's true i think that people continue to live and they are always, always going to find, like, ways to live and survive and, and maybe even thrive. And I think that, like, maybe you're right, right? Maybe we're bitter adults and that's why we have <laughs> such a problem with this. Um, but, like, to me, I see this show and I, like, I don't even, I don't see, like, escapism in a way that is, like, positive or healthy I, I see, like, maladaptive escapism, like, wishing yeah. for something that is impossible. And yes. Obviously, you know, fiction and reality and different, whatever. Um, 
But, like, there are shows and premises that do this concept better, in my opinion, right? And yeah. that have better lessons to tell you about things, right? Like, I, I don't know. It's just, this is this show infuriates me. I think whether you're in the seat of someone who you set your passions aside and uh, went the safer route, or you were the one who took the risk and you went for your passions, this show is going to feel off to you. Um, either way, because of the premise. Yeah, and- I mean, this show is just going to make you more depressed. Like, if you're the kind of person who this applies to, like, this show is not going to make you feel better, I don't think. No, I, and I think there's something especially, like, like just like the the icing on top is the fact that it is like, the story is being is has been animated by creatives, you know, people who have right, pursued yeah. their passions or maybe they dropped their office career for their passion or whatever. Like, it's just, I don't know how the people felt while working on this, but. To me, it wouldn't have felt good. A <laughs> job's a job, right? Like, yeah, here's, here's, I know, but just, thing. A, just knowing the story, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely get what you what you mean. It feels like a it feels like a like an incel revenge story about <laughs> like about like fr- written by a guy who like resents the fact that he couldn't go to like creative school or whatever, right? Sure, it's like. <sighs> like obviously, I don't want to ascribe anything to to the author or anything. Like, no, no. It's just, it feels like so, it feels so bad. Because it's like, you're right that a show that is him in the present day, like just, you know, working and deciding to do that and like maybe catching the attention of the, the golden generation or the platinum generation or whatever would would have been a more compelling show. And, and I 100% agree. I think that a show about um, somebody down on their luck who... Um, but essentially puts in um the work right and becomes able to stand on the level of of other people as i think i'm a an, an inspiring story mm-hmm. right i i think that's the kind of story I, I, to be fair it's the kind of story we have like a lot of right yeah. mm-hmm. um but it's just it's so it's it might be because it spends so much time on, on the I first think half, so. I think um, right? if if the end result of this show is that this author wanted to create um, a romantic, like, slice of life show about kids in art school, then they should have, I feel like, went with a different premise. Sure. Um, I, okay. If this premise infuriates you because you think it could have been good, I highly recommend that instead of watching this you go out there and you read blue period right now oh yes (laughs) like because it has all of all of the same concepts of like somebody who has up up till now not necessarily been a creative attempting to enter the world of creatives and like stumbling in a way that feels both like heavy and realistic and applicable to you know normal people blue period absolutely knocks it out of the fucking park just chapter Mm -hmm. after chapter they're just batting home runs 100 <laughs> holy shit blue period is good like i again i don't like to be mean i don't give a shit about this show when blue period exists do you know what i mean yeah yeah i would uh, tend to agree i don't want to ever revisit this show i again i know that we didn't watch the full double header but i really just do not want to watch the rest of it it made me yeah, so i am upset. not watching 
I'm not watching any more of this. I refuse. Yeah. I'm okay with not having given it a full shake or whatever for the first long doublehead episode. <laughs> Let us talk about Hamet for Us All Season right. 2, something much less infuriating. <laughs> Bit of a pal- palate cleanser. <laughs> oh, holy shit. I, yeah, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of isekai, uh, speaking of wish fulfillment and escapism, <laughs> this show's great. I love this show. <laughs> I could turn my brain off and watch like uh, like a female himbo just kind of fumble through like a giant harem, <laughs> an increasingly large harem, and it's it keeps like, an increasingly large, <laughs> an increasingly large bisexual harem. Absolutely, sign me the fuck up every single day of the week. <laughs> uh, it continues to be a joy to watch. Um. We uh, are not disappointed by the beginning of the second season. We are completely determined to um, watch the mm-hmm. rest of the season. Yep, yep. Um, it's great. <laughs> it's just so fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's cute. It's it's very like fua fua. It makes you feel the yeah. fua fua in your heart. Yeah, kokoro of kokoros. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I we're actually in uncharted territory. I don't know where the show goes from here because Ooh. I have not read that in the manga or that that part of the manga did not exist when i was reading it so mm-hmm. um i'll be interested to see where the like quote-unquote plot goes because the, the main plot's kind of over and then the like post plot plot is also kind of over like don't get me wrong if it's just like 12 episodes of slice of life stuff uh absolutely on board like, i would be down sign me up yes um but uh <laughs> it looks like they might want to do like something with the plot and i'm just curious to see what what they'll decide to do um sure because i don't think i've i've never the the original light novel so i couldn't say but yeah looking forward to it honestly yeah um, i'm in for a season two seal of approval Boom. yeah yeah <laughs> okay let's talk about sunny boy uh this show is really weird yeah so this show is um by madhouse and it has a very interesting concept um if you imagine lord of the flies but children with superpowers stuck in a void and that's what this show is um so it's essentially it starts with these high school students who find themselves in their school but everything else outside of the school has vanished into a black void Uh uh-huh and for some reason some of the students have developed superpowers and so uh naturally tensions arise (laughs) yeah 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 so um it delves pretty it dips in and out of the like philosophical uh wanderings of the students um a lot of it has to do with the uh, dramatic tension that um, builds up mm-hmm. between them as they spend more and more time in this void. Um, and they, it also uh, moves the plot along by showing them trying to figure out what the heck is going on. So there's a bit of a mystery element as well. And, yeah. and it's very compelling. I, I quite like it so far. I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely interested because mm-hmm. um it it's it is already kind of starting to play with uh some very interesting concepts um mm-hmm. and obviously I am intrigued because one the art style is is very interesting to look at it's um yeah. it has a an, an older school feel to it um mm-hmm. but with like a very uh straightforward like very like super flat color palette mm-hmm. um and that is that is very interesting to me. Um, it's everything about it aesthetically speaks to me. Um, I'm just waiting to see what it is like story wise and thematically. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea where the story is going, but I am very interested in seeing yeah. how it develops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, we won't talk about that too much because we will be continuing to watch it. Let's talk about uh, Tsukimichi um, or... Uh, uh, Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy uh, is, I suppose, is the English title. Um, it, this show is based on a manga slash light novel. I, d- I don't actually know. Um, but it is uh, based on an isekai, and um, this is one of my favorite isekais because, like, it doesn't really do the like capitalism recreation thing. It's it's a lot more about this guy just kind of wandering through through the world and like mm. he does like a little bit of like kingdom building. Um there's a lot of the things that check isekai boxes um mm-hmm. but in a way that doesn't feel as weird um or as like colonialism e. Um obviously your mileage may vary, but uh, I like Sukimichi a lot. Um I think um Later, it becomes uh, more interesting. Like, um, at least when I was reading the manga, I was actually pretty invested by by the the sort of later chapters, um, especially because uh, the way that it plays with the world is pretty interesting. Um, I like the premise of Isekai, but uh, like Isekai, he's really strong, but also like he he's not like uh, I'm a hero with a central destiny, right? Um, but also he's not like I'm going to create a merchant empire, right? Um, <laughs> even though there is a little bit of of that happening, but like it's like. It it takes a lot of the same boxes to me that um that the slime one does um mm. and obviously that's kind of the gold standard like empire building isekai um still pretty entertaining to watch to be honest um those are my thoughts on Tsukimichi we did watch the first episode together um, yeah I guess like uh how how did you feel about it Renu um for me I liked it because I felt like the jokes landed um, yeah it's funny yeah it's funny and so that made me interested in watching more just because. I uh, it tickled my sense of humor and I wanted to see more of that. So <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Um, yeah. we will probably be watching more of this. Let us talk cool. about uh, the Aquatope on White Sand. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> this this show um, we said in the trailer watch was um, probably going to be a a fairly like mature drama, not in the sense of like you know blood and murder and and sex <laughs> and stuff, yeah, but like just in in the sense of like what what topics it covers and how it, it covers them. And I, I think we were pretty much on the money. Yes. Right. Yep. Um, it is about an, uh, an idol who decides to quit being an idol and um, is feeling very uh, lost in her life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then decides uh, on a kind of a whim to go to, um, I, th- I think she goes to Okinawa. Yes. Um, is I, I think where it is. And mm-hmm. um, there she has a chance encounter with, with some, uh, with her future wife. Yes. <laughs> I will accept no other interpretation. Nope. The show is super gay. Um, this show I really liked. It's very, 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 very pretty. Like the backgrounds oh, it's gorgeous. are beautiful. Yes. Um, the character designs are very grounded, and mm-hmm. um, they're not like super out there. They're very, they're interesting. Like, don't get me wrong, they're not boring. They're just very no. like mm-hmm. not uh out there um they they look like real people might right <laughs> um kind of but like like super real people do you know what i mean like uh people that register to you as as looking like realistic people um or like as a realistic character designs because they're a little bit larger than life right it's like it's like when um like how like in an like when you go on an airplane airplane food is like 
uh, you need to add more salt to it or else you can't taste the salt in it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, that, that, I guess that was kind of a weird uh, example. Like, there's certain things where, like, you have to, to exaggerate a little to make it be perceived as normal. Sure, yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Um, I think the there's one of the female leads has, like, blue hair, but she's also, like, the sure. aquarium manager, so you kind of... And she's also super obsessed with you know aquatic life and so you kind of get the sense like okay she represents like the ocean and she has a little seashell in her hair i think some of the i think some of the other characters have blue hair i think it's just like uh oh yeah it's true i think it's supposed to be a marker of the like um of Mm -hmm. like like how you can tell a character from like uh like okinawa or whatever um well the, the tourism lady was had brown hair but maybe she's from out of town i don't know um yeah i i, I yeah. don't know um yeah, this show is uh I'm really really looking forward to watching more of this yeah. show because it it feels to me very healing um you mm-hmm. know in a way, right? Absolutely. Okay, here's here's the thing, right? Okay. So, <laughs> you know every everything we just complained about with remake uh-huh. our life? Yes. I feel like all of those things just like all of those complaints melt away when we watch Aquatope on White Sand. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. about somebody who uh, doesn't know where to go, like doesn't know what they're worth because for so long they've been working so hard on this thing and nobody's you know ever noticed them. Yeah. Um, and that, that premise is the same, but the way they decide to approach it is very different. Rather than yes. go back in time and correct your life, it's just how do you move forward from there? And I think that's yeah. much more... Honestly, to me, I think that's much more interesting. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, I don't know, there's, there's just something very calming about it. And, like, I, it's definitely on purpose. They're definitely achieving what they want to achieve. But, like, I am being healed actively by this show as I watch it. It's, like, it's not <laughs> super, like, quickly paced. It's not, like, super tightly edited or anything. It's just very deliberate. And it yeah. feels very purposeful and it doesn't meander where it doesn't need to Um, yeah it feels good to watch it's beautiful mm -hmm. to watch and the pacing feels just right for the show yeah um yeah and i i like the characters so far so i'm really interested in watching more yeah if (laughs) if you want a slice of life show that is just a little bit more uh kind of reined in and close to reality Mm -hmm. um and a little bit it has a little bit of like um, a little bit more emotional uh, stake to it. I absolutely recommend uh, mm-hmm. Aquatope on White Sand. Um, yeah. This show, very much looking forward to a stamp of approval for sure. <laughs> All right, Randy, tell me about Remain. Okay, Remain um, actually started off more interesting than I thought. So oh. it is the water polo show. However, the, it starts off with the main character waking up from a coma. And you find out that he was in, an, in a car accident with his uh, mom and his uh, little sister. And as a result of uh, the accident, he, had a, he suffered a pretty severe head injury that left him comatose for over 200 days and also rendered him completely unable to remember the last three years of his life. Whoa. So um, he wakes up basically in the last year of middle school and uh, he can't remember anything about it um his mind is essentially that of when he was in sixth grade um okay yeah and 
then his uh water polo team comes in and they're like yo we're so glad that you're like awake dude we weren't sure you know you were ever gonna be okay and and they're like in tears and he's like oh my god i don't know who you are what is this <laughs> essentially it's like what is this water polo you speak of? oh my god um because he didn't start playing until he was in middle school and uh it turns out that they won the national championships while he was in middle school, and he's like a star oh, player. Oh, and wow. so okay, yeah. So the the episode proceeds with him coming to terms with the fact that he used to be on this champion team with these really good, you know, uh, teammates, and he can't remember any of it, and uh, he's panicking because he also has to get ready for high school, and he has oh, been God. comatose this whole time. Oh, no. So he has to catch up on all of the education that he missed, and uh, he, in eight months' time, crams it all into his brain uh, as much as he can and ends up getting into, like, an okay high school. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. And uh, he runs into people who very much wish that he would play water polo again, obviously, but he has no memory of it. He's reading the rule books and he's like, I don't know oh, anything about okay. this. I'm yeah. looking at these photographs of me in these in this, you know, with the cha- with the trophy. I don't remember any of that. It feels weirdly weird. Everyone's wearing weird hats. Um, and uh, you get the title drop when. Um, he hears that his sister woke up in the middle of the night and it turns out that she had a nightmare about the car accident. And so the parents go into a room and comfort her and he realizes that his family has remained and on the day of that accident. They never actually fully moved on. And so that whole time that he's been comatose, they've been stuck in that day. Um, uh. And so, you know, he starts crying and stuff like that and so um then the episode moves to him um attending high school he has a underclassman or not yeah i guess an underclassman who really 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 wants him to uh pick up water polo again so that they can play together again um and then at the end of the episode he runs into this girl whom he saw in a swimming magazine along with his former teammates, um, whom he was attracted to because she was very pretty. And then she smooches him on the cheek. And that's how the episode ends. <laughs> wow. So I am actually interested in watching more. I guess it's going to be about him reclaiming his life through water polo. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say this actually, I think, is a more interesting premise for a sports yeah. anime than than most. Yeah, right. Uh, most most like of it's, the time. It's got, it's, a, it's got a yeah. little flavor to it, you know? It does have flavor, yeah. Um, I will say that, you know, we had comments about, you know, MAPPA's production before. And, sure, sure. Uh, for this show, despite how interesting the story is, the animation is very, like, sparse. Um, Oof. Yeah. So I think that's really unfortunate. But um, I mean, the story is interesting enough that I kind of want to keep watching it. This, so, yeah. <laughs> com- like almost completely unrelated to the yeah. show itself. Um, I think it's very funny that it, that this is a show about water polo. I was having a conversation the other day about about water polo specifically, um, because because my sister was like, 
like weren't you friends with a lot of like sports people in in school and i was like i knew like two people that did sports right uh-huh. and one of them was someone who did water polo which like like yes water polo is is a legitimate sport it is very taxing it is very um uh demanding um it is also i would say not necessarily in the top like maybe even 10 sports that people think about when they think about sports yeah so they right? they actually make both of those points during this episode because he looks at his photograph when he had won the trophy right and everyone is like ripped including himself and then um he like, looks at himself in the mirror polo? yeah and he's his his muscles have completely atrophied during that of time course, that he right. was comatose yeah and so he's like it's impossible for me to play this sport I'm not like that anymore. My body is changed. <laughs> I've become um, I've become atrophy yeah. in the hospital. I'm I right. Wa- Those water polo people, pretty strong, gotta say. Yeah, and and another thing is that the uh, the uh, team captain of the high school of the water polo team at his new high school comes in. He's trying to recruit people, and then the students are like, "Uh, yeah, why would we like want to join your team? It's like." Not a really well-known sport, like, it's, and the club is super yep, small. <laughs> and then the guy's like, yeah. "Well, you should only join the club because you're interested in it, and not because it's big. You know, you're, you got your True. priorities wrong." True. <laughs> God, that's yeah, interesting. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, sports anime gonna sports anime. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll see on that one. All right. <laughs> Next, let's talk about life lessons with Uramichi Onisan. Um, this show was a lot to deal with. <laughs> this show I, is the uh, it it is the bitter adult show. Yes, this show is the bitter adult, and it's it's in a way that is just very. <laughs> I I don't know how to feel about this show. I'm gonna be completely honest, because on on one hand. I did laugh. It was funny. Yes, it was um, funny. <laughs> it sure, it certainly knows how to land the punchline. Um, yeah, it is. It's obviously kind of real. Like uh, he, he was not intending on th- be this being his life. Um, the premise <laughs> is obviously very comical. It is about a um, a person like an actor on a, ch- a children's television show that is just very jaded and keeps teaching children like uh, really too real adult lessons um, about how the adult <laughs> world works. Um, yeah, yeah. I I mean, like, if we have time, I I would be interested in watching more of it. To be I, I would too. It's funny. <laughs> like this, this is a fun show. I <laughs> like. Okay, here's here's the thing about um about gag shows, right? Is it has if it's based around like a central gag, you have to be able to use it in a way that is funny. Uh, yeah, and, and they do. Uh, it is actually quite funny when a children is just like, "Is this because of all the day drinking you do?" <laughs> 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 and like, and obviously, and it's it's like, um, it's the kind of comedy where it's both funny, but it's also like, it's funny because um, you have the perspective of an adult who is like jaded and like kind of knows what it's like to interact with children, or, or like, <laughs> yeah, like Uramichi is like. Interacting with you children is the only bright spot of my entire life. <laughs> it's like, yo, God, that's real. Jeez. Kids do not know about the darkness of human life. And that is a blessing. <laughs> yeah. This show, this show is honest. I, I recommend it uh, if, I, if you're interested yes. in the premise. Like, it is yes. what it says on the tin. Yes. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, okay. 
Let's talk about um, let's talk about probably the the thing that we were, in a sense, the most disappointed by um, the Ida Ten Deities No Only piece. Um, and like, I want to preface this by saying like, the show is good. Asterisk. Asterisk. Huge asterisk. Big 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 asterisk. Um, so it is about uh like uh monsters um like about uh demons that like almost destroyed the world and then um born from the ether were uh the Edaten or the war deities and mm-hmm. they they essentially were very powerful and they put a stop to all of the demons um and and uh did that by sealing them away right um mm-hmm. and uh, so the demons no longer plague the human world, but now that now there's um, n- now there's more more Edith and there's more deities, right? But they have never known the like kind of eternal doom, death, war, right? Um, but they still get training from the like the only survivor basically of of mm-hmm. that um era, and um, this show is okay. Before we go any any further. It is incredibly important right now that we talk about the fact that at the end of episode one, completely out of nowhere, there's a very upsetting uh, sexual assault scene. And boy, um, there's like no two ways around it. It's bad. Yeah, it's uh, rather uh, there. There's uh, blood being spilled. There are movements from the uh, assaulters that you see. Mm -hmm. On the screen, they they silhouette most of it, but right, it is they, still silhouetted. You know, it's still present on the screen. They abstract it somewhat. Yes, but they abstract because, it a bit. Mm-hmm. But but like the problem is that it's not abstracted enough for it to be um to for it to feel like they're like trying to be sensitive about it no it just no kind it's of not feels meant like, to be sensitive yeah it, it just kind of feels like this is how we are going to avoid the the yes the that's what it felt like from yes destroying our television show right like on right. site um yeah. and the problem with that is and and this is a problem that um i'm sure knowing anime fans i'm sure this is going to be the the discourse of this season um <laughs> because we had this discourse when uh goblin slayer came out when um, sure, there's, yeah. There's a line between when a sexual assault or any kind of sensitive material like that is used in a way that is sensitive um, or is used in a way that is exploitative. And this feels much, much closer to yes. being exploitative. Um, yes. To the point where I would I would say it's almost unequivocally exploitative. Especially, and I actually went back and I read the the sort of manga for this um, to, to have a frame of reference. It's actually okay. worse in the manga, so... Um, oh! Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Really? Oh, um, oh my god! So it is. It is. It's bad. 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 Um, wow! And obviously, if that is something that you personally are okay with, or can overlook at the very least, I think this show will will be pretty entertaining for you. Like the voice cast is great. The animation yeah. is is good. Um, oh, the animation is fantastic. Like, it's, it's a, it's, it has a gorgeous style. It is, it is a, a gorgeous style. It's well animated, and yeah. um, it's not so straightforward. Like they use a lot of off-color palettes, like you know JoJo's yeah. Adventure, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in very interesting ways. Yep. Visually, it's an incredibly interesting show to watch um, yeah. because the art style is like quite simple, right? That's that's Cool uh, uh, Kyo Sinja's kind of like style. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's 
it's like actually very very interesting to watch visually yes. um yeah uh the sound is good the voice actors are like all great a voice actors like megami yes, ogata is in this romy park mm-hmm, is in this mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. um like li- literally th- this is like a grade a anime that is unfortunately hampered by the content within it because like all of the sort of Ten stuff is interesting and cool yeah, and then like, but but it feels like a superhero like kind of premise, like maybe a darker superhero premise, right? Um, but then it completely pivots into this like nonsense. Like, okay, it feels like, um, and actually, this is a very apt comparison to to make to, to superhero comics because um, people felt very similarly about uh, the Killing Joke, where there's no reason that has to be such a exploitative like sexual assaulty kind of um, plot point when it it functions just perfectly fine without that aspect of it, right? Um, so, like, obviously, the idea is, and it's very clear to me, like, the idea of, of that scene is people, are they worth saving? Question mark, right? It's like the Editen deities exist to save humanity, but is humanity worth saving when they're doing things like war and sexual assault? And it's just like... Yeah, uh, sure, but you don't got to be such an edge lord about it, you know? Yeah. Okay. See, when I was watching the show, I didn't even get that part out of it. I was just so shocked at what happened, well, the pivot, I guess. They um, they removed some context from from the anime itself, right? Because okay. um, the characters are talking interspersed with this scene um in the in the manga. Um, in okay. the anime, it just kind of happens, and it, it yeah. it's so upsetting that it happens just like right there at the end, totally yeah. different from the rest of the tone of the it rest does. of the show. Yes, yes, okay. So I want to get into that a bit more. So the entire first, um, I want to say twenty minutes. I forget the exact timestamp because I did go back to rewatch and get more context on what happened during this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, is like this. It's it's about like. It's something that you would be able to present to your kids, you know, Um, that kind of like fun action show. It's about these wacky gods who are like, you know, they're immortal. So they're getting beat up, but they're not actually dying. The guy like has a hole in his body, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, They beat up the bad guy who was like trying to revive this, the, the, the bad guy's like a, a Dr. Wiley-esque yes. cyborg who yeah, like explodes. He, yeah, for, exactly. He's like a scientist and whatever. And he's like, they have like little cartoon uh, sound effects and all of these kinds of like, it looks like a kid's show. Um, And so you imagine watching a kid's show with your child, for example. And then during the last five minutes of the show, they show you... A sexual assault scene. Like, a, a, like, a, like. Honestly, it is. It's a very graphic and upsetting scene to watch as well. Right? Yeah. Like, it is not like elided. It's not. Um, they didn't choose to just like, uh, like, go through and then like maybe like skip all of the the parts of the like. It shows you what is happening. Right. It's yeah. silhouetted. It's abstracted. But I like. I'm still being forced to witness a sexual assault, and that's highly uncomfortable. Right? Yeah, they it's they just... start it, it, they they start with the soldiers busting into the church, and then they do like the very cliche like dude grabs the uh, um the woman by like the front of her garb, rips with one hand down like a hole in front of her garb, and then her like boobs bounce up, and you see her like her the her front 
exposed and then they proceed with the assault and the whole time she's praying to god yeah like the upsetting <laughs> and, and i remember when we were watching it um there was kind of a moment where we weren't really sure what was like even happening we were like yeah like is I, this I, happening right, right exactly like, i was in such the, disbelief the assumption kind of was that like maybe like an Edith Ten would come and like uh, stop sure. this from happening? Right, exactly. And yeah. it's completely the opposite. You're just like that's... kind of left there. Right, and I think that's what felt exploitative about it is because sure. a the way that they animated it, and b the fact that they used it as a way of making you think that an Edith Ten would come in and save her, but they don't. And so that's the way that the yeah. episode ends. And well, it, it, it's like the shock value of that. Kind of the problem to me is is that it's not like. There are ways to depict things like sexual assault that don't make them quite so upsetting um or or not not upsetting but in a way that doesn't like actively trigger people you know um yeah. in a way that isn't just forcing somebody to watch watch a sexual assault like in progress right yeah. like you can like just cut out all the middle bits you can kind of like Im- imply time has passed Right. Mm-hmm. These these things are things people do because like obviously if that's a thing you want to deal with thematically in in your piece of, of media, right? To a certain extent, like yeah, yeah, right? Like that that's your right to like um to explore those topics. I'm not gonna say that fiction shouldn't explore topics that people find like taboo or whatever. Um but there definitely are ways to go about it that are not like this, that just suck to watch. Like I was really excited for this show, and I was, like, yeah. really vibing pretty much until the end of it, and then all of a sudden, bam! And it's like, I yeah. just, I was here for a good time. Like It sucked if, out all of the life of the show. <laughs> like, if you wanted to have a show that was um, like this, but it was uh, at the same time you were just like, you know, are humans worth saving? There are absolutely ways of doing that that don't in- involve wa- yes. making you watch a sexual assault. And that's, right. it's, like, so frustrating. That is extremely frustrating that they could have done it any number of ways and they chose this way where they could have had like uh there there are so many ways to show like godlessness or you know faith not coming to fruition um or prayers not being answered you know that kind of thing right. that would go along with the themes of of gods in this show that wouldn't have been so exploitative and uh out yeah. of all of the roots that they chose, it was this one. Whatever happened to a good old murder? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, people die all the time in anime. <laughs> ah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so, yes, if if you... Yeah. You know, I think... I, I, I don't want to be like, yeah, murder, but, like, because they make such a huge point about how these Ida Ten can't die, I think having something related to death at the end would have been a little more on on theme. Yeah, right? no, I, I, I agree. Like, on yeah. like obviously, the Edith Ten deities can't die, but the people they're protecting can, yes. right? So, like, to, to show that, right, it would, I think, have been, like, just as, if not more effective, and then mm-hmm. we don't have to go through this, like, weird just sitting there and watching this happen and yeah. and it's just incredibly uncomfortable for everybody involved and like like you know obviously like i'm i'm speaking from a place where like i 
haven't experienced this kind of thing. And I'm sure if I have, this this scene would have been way worse. And it's just like it's already bad. And I just, it's already ah. yeah, exactly. Like, it's I, already uncomfortable. People don't need this in their lives, really. Yeah. Um, but if obviously like the other sort of things we talked about um do appeal to you and you can sort of get past this or if you just want to like skip the last five episodes of or five minutes of episode one and just like know that something bad has happened there then like maybe i can't speak for the rest of the show i don't know if that kind of thing is going to happen again right like that's like the the problem is if it happens once you don't know if it's going to happen again and i don't I almost feel like it's it's the edgy way of them saying, "Hey, look at you! You got this like cute kids show, haha!" Psych. It's actually a really dark show. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and and obviously, I think to some extent that that was probably the point. Yeah, it's like there's definitely ways to do it that aren't this, and no, (laughs) this this just kind of sucks. Like it just is such a wet blanket over what is otherwise like. A potentially very good show and like yeah the problem is you see that and you're like well i, I don't want to watch the rest of the show because i don't i don't know if that's gonna happen again right. yeah exactly and i don't want to have to sit through that again yeah right right it's it's just yeah it, it this is just one of those things where like changing things about your show make it more accessible to people um mm-hmm. even if you're dealing with heavy topics like sexual assault mm-hmm. and it's it's very clear that it was kind of just it's like it's it feels so throwaway too. It's just like ah, oh, look at the mm-hmm. darkness of humanity. It's like yeah, we get it. Sexual assault is bad. That's like, uh, it it it's, and I don't use this word like very lightly, but it's very lazy like storytelling. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, that's that is our great disappointment with the E to Ten deities no only piece. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. Which is which is a shame because this show, you know, like we were really looking forward to it. And yeah. Oh God! Yikes. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Nighthead forty uh, twenty forty one, which uh, is a three D CG animation um, about cyberpunk brothers, brothers, <laughs> and then also psychic brothers. But also the cyberpunk cop brothers might also be psychic. Um, this was such a nothing show, but the CG animation was pretty okay. It was yeah. It was uh, the models. I say were pretty good. Um, yeah, we we were able to witness how you know C three D CG animation any anime has progressed. Um, yeah, it it looks yeah. good. Like it yeah. It, at the very least, three D CG animation. Um, on the whole, you know, obviously, like it's very funny because um, a lot of people's kind of uh reference point um in the in the bad sense is is x-arm right because everybody knows how bad that show was and then like uh-huh. on, on the good like sort of uh spectrum you have um shows by studio orange like uh land of the lustrous and Beastars, yeah which yeah are obviously really great um mm-hmm. this definitely falls like in the middle like this is it is in- extremely serviceable um 3d cg animation it looks okay um, it looks like it looks no better or worse to me than uh, like a generic action show uh, mm-hmm. that was drawn in 2D. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that signals to me that we're in a pretty good place with 3D CG anime um, yeah. that, that we can have that. Obviously, the ideal is to have 3D CG anime that's doing stuff that the, the 2D probably like wouldn't be able to or like mm-hmm. um, do it in a way that is better than the 2D, like like Land of the Lustrous. Um, mm-hmm. But um Having this kind of like be like honestly, I would say like like a C tier show, right? Like a a, a <laughs> solid like six or seven out of ten. Um, uh-huh. 
show that is like CG animated doesn't doesn't look too bad. Honestly, like yeah, I, I count that as a win. Um, the premise is not interesting to me. No, I wasn't sold on the story either. Um, it is, it's like a cyberpunk future, cyberpunk twenty forty one, lol. Um, uh-huh. it, uh, where uh, it's a cyberpunk twenty forty one like um future where um religion uh and magic are Ill- illegal. <laughs> Except <laughs> there are real espers, um, and I guess um, there's some yeah. kind of tension. That, I don't know. I think like World War Three apparently happened. Yeah, World War Three <laughs> happens. Um, uh, you can have thought crimes now. I guess. Um, it's 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 kind of whatever, honestly. Like it, it the content of it was so lackluster. I completely slid off my brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> If you're if you're looking for like a kind of like middle of the road action show, um, if you are looking for a purposefully mediocre show, it is a, like a cyberpunk show, you know that kind of setting. Then sure, why not? And there's psychic sure, powers yeah. involved. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's talk about D side trauma the and the animation. Speaking of 3D CG animation, um, hey, 3D CG animation is pretty good nowadays. Um, <laughs> this this show, I think, uh. <laughs> looked a little better than Nighthead for, uh, 2041. Um, yeah, I would tend to I think to the agree. way they animated it was a little more fluid. Yeah. Um, This show is a little... It's like a multimedia property. It's like one of those things where it's like uh, there's like a game and like uh, probably models or something. Um, mm. It's very generic, a little tokusatsu. Yeah. Um, the yeah. transformation sequence was pretty, pretty on point, though. Um, pretty magical girly. <laughs> really uh he fights a big monster and that's it's all right yeah um it's again a solid six or seven out of ten show <laughs> yeah um, yeah if, if i was 12 years old and i saw this on television i'd be fucking stoked i am not 12 years old unfortunately yeah <laughs> that's kind of how all i have to say about that really mm-hmm. um Sure. Yeah. I, I, like Aoi Yuki's in this and like she's like one of the girls and that's like pretty cool. Um Oh yeah, she I, is. Yeah. I like her mm-hmm. as a voice actress. Um but yeah, no, there's um there's something stellar about this. No, there's nothing that would compel me to keep watching at the very least. Yeah, me neither. It's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I think the problem with this is the problem with a lot of these game tie-ins, um especially these mobile game tie-ins is the beginning of mobile games is always so boring and so, like, vague. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, like, players can kind of, like, project onto onto the, the main character and stuff. So, like, it's just very... Like, a lot of game characters like this, to be honest, where, like, it's just like, oh, I woke up from my dream one day and, like, suddenly God told me I have to kill all the, the florgles with my... <laughs> with my, uh, uh-huh. my bingo gun, right? And it's like... yeah. Cool. All right. Um, it's not as interesting in anime because I'm not playing it, so I don't care. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that's all I have to say about the uh, D side trauma by the animation. Um, but I I gotta say that the CG shows this uh this season don't look too bad. Don't look too yeah, bad. Yeah, look pretty good. All right. Um, last but not least, uh, we didn't watch Opera Girl because we forgot to. Um. We will watch it, I promise. Um, and if it catches our attention, you'll probably hear about it in the wrap-up. <laughs> um, and 
uh, also, um, there's a show coming out called Fina Pirate Princess, which oh, is yeah. not which is not out yet. Um, but I did want to watch assured, that. Mm-hmm. Rest assured, we will definitely watch that. That looks very exciting. Yay! Um, cool. All right. Well, uh, that went longer than I was expecting, but honestly, we did our best. <laughs> honestly, it wasn't two and a half hours long, so I will take that victory. Let us wrap <laughs> up. Who are you? Where can we find you on the internet? Hey, I am Renu, also known as Swan. You can find me on the internet uh, at SwanDrawn. You can find me on Instagram at Swan.Drawn. I am finishing up Judgment on my Twitch stream. Uh, I stream on Fridays in the evenings. You can check that out. Um, I'm working on commission stuff. Um, Yeah, that's it. I guess... uh, my recommendation, go watch the new JoJo's trailer, part six. Oh, yes, 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 it has yes, dropped. yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so fucking excited. I love Stone Ocean. <laughs> all right, what about you? <laughs> you can find me all the places at Literal Soup. If I'm uh, on a place, it's it's that. I have been playing lots of, of Yakuza lately. Um, yes. Been trying to wrap up Yakuza Kuami 2. We're on the last chapter of, of the main game, uh, but we're probably going to do a lot of the side content before we approach the last bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. I stream most times in the evening. Like, it's not... I don't have a consistent schedule, but... Uh, if you catch if 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 I'm live, it's usually in the evening around like nine or ten p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Um, yeah, that's that's where you can find me. That's what I'll be doing. Okay, our opening is by Scott T Network and our ending is by Taka Makata. And the patrons we are thanking this week are Evan Williams, Magpie Miratest, Claire, uh, Frostfall, Sean Dow, Cherubel, Undead Uncanny, and Dylan Butts. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Next time. See you next time. またしたね。